HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Blueprint, the original juice cleanse program to offer different levels of intensity depending on your needs and current diet. For more information, visit blueprint.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Listening to Eat Your Words on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Airway, and today I'm delighted to be joined by um, an expert in food radio talk uh, talk shows, and she's also an award-winning cookbook author. And uh, you may re- recognize her voice from the Splendid Table. That's her American Public Media radio show, a very long-standing show. Um, Lynn Rosetta Casper, are you there? I'm here, Kathy. Good to be with you. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, and Lynn, you just came out with a new book. It's a cookbook, and it also happens to be an e-book, and it's called Eating In with Lynn Rosetta Casper. That's right. That's right. It's our first e-book, and it's a quarterly. Uh, and what it's about, essentially, is it's kind of a kitchen diary of yeah. what I do on the weekends. And, you know, like most people, if you enjoy cooking, the weekends are really when you can just kind of relax, mm-hmm. do whatever you feel like. You know, if it isn't ready at 6, it'll be ready at 7 or maybe 7.30. Or the next day. Yeah, exactly. And if you want, you invite friends to come. But it's a hangout kind of meal, not not a formal, you know, we're all right. going to sit down and fold our hands in our lap right. kind of thing. Yeah, if, you, if, uh, if you'll allow, I, I wanted to read a little clip from the introduction, which I think kind of sum, sums it up well. Um, you say, we eat all week on the things we make on Sundays. I call them work night encores, and you'll often find them in this book at the end of the recipes. They're ways to quickly rework the leftover chicken soup or soup or beans into a dynamite Tuesday or Wednesday supper. So uh, that's a little snippet. Um, And I think it gives you a great idea. I love how throughout this book there are process shots um, to give you just a real-life glimpse of how it all comes together. 
Yeah, and I think those process shots are always something that, to me, are really helpful because, you know, when you're not familiar with a dish or maybe you've never tried to cook before, any visual information and certainly any any kind of written information you can give about what to expect, you know, Mm -hmm. how should it look, um, you know, what does it smell like, that sort of thing. Oh, it's it's a scratch and sniff book? I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That yeah, if you great. want to scratch and sniff on your Kindle, yeah, uh, yeah. So good, take, take a shot at it. <laughs> That's like a whole new level of technology there. Yeah. Um, one of these days, right? Um, so right, it, we hope, we hope. Well, first of all, it's interesting that you decided and you've come out with so many great cookbooks uh, that have won James Beard Awards over the year, like The Splendid Table, and you also had an Italian country table. Um, why go for an ebook? Next. Well, you know, I think this is the way so many of us are are reading yeah. and are dealing with information. And one of the things I love about the ebook is the click through. Okay. Because yeah. you know, there's always to me so much to talk about in terms of either a story behind a recipe or a technique. I'm obsessed with this. You know, I'm I'm a cooking teacher at mm-hmm. heart. That's what I did for many years while I was writing. And, and researching. And, and you know, for instance, there's a click-through there called Onion Magic. Now, this <laughs> is so much easier to do in an e-book because with, with the e-book, if you just want to scan the recipe or, you know, read a little bit or try one dish, you can do that. Right. And, if, you know, if you want to go deeper, all you have to do is just hit, you know, with your finger. And, and it's you're a lot... suddenly getting yeah. layers of information. It... And it's so much better uh, visually organized than, I guess, a footnote. Is that how you kind of see the click-throughs? Yeah, because a click-through, on the, if it were on the page, would be a sidebar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to some people, those sidebars look like, oh, my gosh, this has to be really complicated. When in most cases, they're really about clarifying or opening up some more doors of possibilities. Going back to the onion magic, for instance, uh, the, the, there's a wonderful tomato soup on the menu in the book, mm-hmm. and it begins with sautéing onions, mm-hmm. as you know, millions of dishes begin with sautéing onions. But what a lot of people don't realize is the power you have if you know the tricks to sautéing those onions because you can create a bedrock of flavor, you know, a foundation of flavor that can be quite different from one dish to another just by how you cook the onions. Right. So how, how cooked they are, how caramelized they are, how much color right. they get. I see if the they, photo yeah, you're you, talking about, and it actually does look quite crispy there, a nice little brown. I'm sure it's very sweet in the end. Exactly. So if you do it going slow, for. they're sweet. You do them quickly, they're meaty and bold. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot in between, you know, as you know. Yeah, you're right. It does influence something like a tomato soup. You know, you're really going to taste how those onions turned out in the end. Or if you're doing, you know, if you're doing braised eggplant and tofu and it begins with those onions or it begins with, you know, something onions especially though, it be, you can you can create these completely different sensibilities in mm-hmm. a dish just by high heat, low heat, a little more time, a little less time. Yeah, and, you know, that that's true. Um and and we always see cook onions until soft. <laughs> That's a little vague, right? Yeah. So how but, would how would you recommend cooking the onions for something like you know the best 
tomato soup, simple tomato okay, soup. Okay, here's the deal. If you have a lot of tomatoes and you want the soup to have an overall sweetness, if that's the dimension of the tomato that you want to bring out, okay, mm-hmm. and, and there's not a, a heavy spicing in the soup, mm-hmm. which adds piquant qualities, you want to maybe slow cook those onions, you know, a bit of olive oil or whatever kind of oil the recipe may call for, and you put those onions over medium heat initially just to get them warmed up. Add a little salt so they give up their juices, and that'll help sweeten, sweeten them. Mm-hmm. And then you slow cook them. And you don't really necessarily have to brown them, but you're going to really take your time, and they're going to get very soft and clear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and now, now that's one level of sweetness. Now, if you want to make it a bit more complex, more of that kind of brown flavor along with the, the sweetness, now you raise the heat slightly and you let them brown slowly. You're going to have to watch closely because you've got a lot of sugar going on there. Yeah, you might burn it, right? Right. So you want to stir them occasionally. Now, if you just had stopped when they were clear and then you added the tomatoes and the seasonings and whatever, you'd get a really sweet backdrop mm-hmm. and the whole sweet side of the tomato would come up. If you do the caramelizing at the end, you get a, another more complex kind of sweet and bold. Oh, I think I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very now, robust. If you're making a spicy tomato soup, something like, oh, I don't know, um, Morocco seasonings, you know, the, mm-hmm. the cinnamon and uh, paprika and cumin and coriander and maybe, you know, even some hot pepper or whatever and you want to bring out more boldness to the soup, you want it to stand up and feel like you're eating meat, mm-hmm. you know, brown those onions fairly quickly. Okay, okay. And then you get that meaty, deep, brown, luscious, that kind of flavor. Yeah, that more in-your-face flavor. Interesting. Exactly, and and it speaks more to the boldness of the dish. Huh. Um, since we're talking about tomato soup, what about... Canned versus fresh tomatoes. It's not tomato season yet, but yeah. What do you think? Well, you know, this is one of the things in the ebook. You know, I'm constantly doing tastings, and of course, tomatoes are a total obsession of mine. Mm-hmm, People who listen mm-hmm. to the show kind of roll their eyes up to the heavens <laughs> when Lynn gets going on tomatoes. And if you could see what the control room goes through, you would believe it. <laughs> but the the point is, <laughs> as a tomato obsessed person, I constantly do. Tastings of canned tomatoes, and of course, tastings of fresh tomatoes. Mm-hmm. A f- out of season tomato, generally speaking, is just not worth the effort. <laughs> Got it. You know, it, there are some there are some exceptions. The occasional, you know, basket of cherry or grape tomatoes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. Those Campari tomatoes that come in a plastic box. I wish to heaven they were organic. They're uh-huh. smaller tomatoes, and the, and they're. They're not bad, but I, I, those things are very expensive. And yeah. my thing is, you use a really good canned tomato all through the season when there's no tomato. So here's the thing, though. I have no idea where my colleagues' heads are because this obsession with the San Marzano tomato, especially the San Marzano that is not necessarily coming from San Marzano land, <gasps> which is an area outside of Naples, yeah. where the tomato is grown in a volcanic soil and originated. They are not very good. Wait, you, they're lying? 
about no, cinnamon? No, they're not lying. Oh, okay. I think they just, everyone assumes if it comes from Italy, it must be better than anything produced anywhere else. Uh-huh. Got it. But I, this is what you can do. And, and go into a supermarket and buy every can of tomato that's available there. Okay. Imported and not. And do get a can, if you can, of Muir Glen. Oh. Now, talking That's the organic, milk, right. Yeah. The, are you familiar with Muir Glen? Yes, the organic brand. Uh, yeah, I've seen that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you want whole peeled tomatoes. You don't want them crushed. You don't want them pureed. Because in some brands, when you get into that kind of t- tomato processing, inexpensive tomato paste is used. Okay. And huh. that can throw off the flavor of your tomatoes completely. Oh. The ultimate tomato to keep in the cabinet is the peeled whole tomato. You can crush it with your hands. Or throw yeah, it that's in a so much crust. fun. You know, I love taking them and smooshing them and then splotching my face with some red I mean, stuff. You've got <laughs> it, and it you know, splotches onto your, the front of your shirt, and you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and if the stove has red dots on it, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you line up those open cans... And you start tasting those tomatoes straight from hmm. the can. You're going to see that often the San Marzano tomatoes are either inc- so delicate as to be, you know, uh, they'll be overpowered. Mm. Or there's a canned kind of tinny taste. Mm. Or the balance isn't there. Now, I'm talking a lot of American-produced tomatoes fall into this category as well. Yeah. But... Muir Glen, for me, over, I don't know, 10 years of doing this repeatedly, keeps coming up on top. Wow. Yeah. And there are other good brands. I mean, Red Gold is, a, is a, uh, one of the brands that mm-hmm. is really, it can be very delicious. Well, this will um, be fun. I'm seeing so many more uh, different tomato cans around, so I'll have to give it a taste test. Give it a taste test. So yeah. here's the thing. We, I talk about all of this, and I talk about the taste test. In the ebook. Mm-hmm. So, what we've got in this ebook is, you know, buying canned tomatoes and what to look for, and this is the taste test I did, and this is what I came up with. And then talking about chicken broth. Oh, right. Yeah. And, you know, so this is, there's a lot of opinion in this series. Of mm-hmm. ebooks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good, though, because you, you know, you tell it like it is from your perspective, and then. I think it's encouraging. Like right now, I'm I'm ready to form a solid opinion on my favorite, uh, you know, canned tomatoes, and it's inspiring. I think. Well, you know, it's the kind of thing that that I think we're respo- we're responsible to people who uh, respect our opinion mm-hmm. and follow our recipes, or you know, use them as a jumping off place. And uh, I also hate to see money wasted. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, you know when we have an option, I hate to spend money on something that just isn't good because it makes you think you haven't you haven't done a good job, and this is I think what turns off a lot of people to cooking. Yeah, yeah. And so you do the research and you look into it deeper, just so that to save other people the trouble. Yeah, hopefully, just check you know just check the tasting. Now you may not agree with my taste, but I tried to give it a fair shot. <laughs> Well, I'm sure it's a, you know, with all your expertise in, um, in the field, I'm sure it can't be too bad of a suggestion. <laughs> you know what? You hope. Yeah. <laughs> but taste is a really subjective thing. 
Well, that's that's fun too. Um, I'll I'll keep, I'll keep you posted. I'll have to see if I how I like see Muir Glen. I mean, see what you come up with. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we're going to cut to a quick little commercial interlude, but I do want to ch- talk a lot more about eating in with Lynn Rosetto Casper. This one's called It Ain't Hard to Tell by the California Honey Drops on the Heritage Radio Network.org. Please don't say you love me when you do how you do. Please don't say you care. Girl, I know you've been untrue. Well, it ain't hard to tell. You've been seeing somebody new So please don't kiss and hug me The way he wants you to I said the way he wants you to original juice cleanse program to offer different levels of intensity depending on your needs and current diet. Designed to purify and detoxify, Blueprint Cleanse is made from the freshest 100% raw and USDA certified organic ingredients, cold pressed to retain nutrients and flavor. Blueprint also offers a line of organic juices, cold pressed and raw, in a variety of fruit and vegetable combinations and available in individual bottles. Blueprint Cleanse is available at Whole Foods Market and many other retailers across the U.S. To learn more about their line of organic cleanses, juices, and other products, visit them today at Blueprint.com or call them at 866-774-6831. That's 866-774-6831. Work hard, play hard. Cleanse, repeat. You know HeritageRadioNetwork.org is a member-supported nonprofit organization. If you like what you're listening to, go to our website and click that donate button. Become a member and get special discounts, invites, VIP treatment, t-shirts, and more. Support us in our mission to bring you the freshest food content in the nation. All right, we're back. This is Eat Your Words, and today's guest is Lynn Rosetto Casper, who has a new ebook called Eating In uh, Weekend Menus and Worknight Encores. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Um, so, and moreover, this is an ebook, but also you can buy it in quarterly sort of installments. So you can kind of get one part of it and sort of, you know, decide if you want to get the next and then the next. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Because each ebook is a weekend menu. Um, all the taste tests I've been doing um, find is one of the categories of you know maybe something I found that I think is really worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it may be a piece of equipment. It may be a book. 
Um, there's the menu. Every single menu has the work night encores in so many words, how you can morph the leftovers right. or Love the dish that. into, you know, something fast for the weeknights. Mm-hmm. Um, there's variations with all the recipes. I'm obsessed with the fact that once you've got one recipe, you know, you can take the exact same idea, change around some of the flavorings, and you've got something completely different. Yeah, like the tomato soup with the Moroccan spice and so forth. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then there's all those tips, you know, about how to do this and how to make that work a little better. Mm. And, uh, you know, so there's, it's really the stuff I think about when I'm cooking. Yeah. And um, is this going to continue to evolve and expand, like with more weekend menus? Absolutely. The Mm -hmm. the, uh, next edition is coming out in June, and that's our summer edition. Great. And this is going to have even more recipes. And uh, even more backdrop information. You know, it's those, the things that you try to do is you sit there and you think, if I've never seen this before, what would come into my head that I'd want to know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and also the idea of, you know, I cook off the top of my head uh, most of the time. Right, impromptu. Yeah, um. and... And I, you know, I cook with the seasons just because it makes the most amount of sense, and those are the things you end up being hungry for. But I, I've, I'm right now putting together the, the June issue, and it occurred to me that one of the things that is so obvious, but maybe it needs to be said, is that when you have a lot of different salsas and dips and, you know, all these fresh sauces we tend to use in the summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the things that might be really fun to do is line them up down a table and then just have very, very simple dishes, you know, like Hmm. just raw uh, sugar snap peas and a simple piece of meat that you've slow grilled and some great bean and grain dishes and, you know, greens and fruit. And, and, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be an interesting salad in this issue of, uh, two unexpected, two beloved ingredients that most people never think to put together. Ooh. But the can idea you spill? is that then, no. No? you know, everybody can <laughs> pick a sauce and say, oh, I think I'd like to try rolling my corn in that. Oh, or, yeah. You know, so it's that idea of there's so many options whenever you've got a lot of different things together. And the June issue is the party issue. Hmm. It's, you know, the summer party, but you can take that menu and break it down and do two dishes, and that's, you know, Wednesday night dinner. Well, I can't wait to see that. That sounds like a great idea. I love having different, you know, fresh meat sauces and then keeping some left over and maybe tweaking them. So Exactly, exactly. I'm sure there's a lot more sauces to try out out there that I haven't, so <laughs> I look forward to that. Um, and so did you think of this book at first as a, as a print, you know, traditional book? And no, how did it evolve? I wanted to do an e-book. Oh, okay. I really wanted to work in this medium where I could layer in information and I could kind of just talk about, you know, my life day to day and the things that, that I find interesting, the things that annoy me in no <laughs> end. <laughs> uh, and you and self-published this, correct? Well, yes, we've published it through American, um, Public, American Media. Public Media. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, you can find it at the Splendid Table store, if I recall, but definitely it's on Amazon, it's at Barnes & Noble, you know, it's, it's, it's turns around. up like a, you know, like a penny everywhere. 
That's so interesting. I, I, do you see this, um, the ebook format, as sort of the future of how cookbooks are inevitably going to be? You know, what I'd like to see happen, what I see as the future, hopefully, are people like me who still love to hold a book in their hands, but are also really excited by the fact that there are visuals, there are ways of communicating when you have an iPad, a Kindle, uh, anything like that, mm-hmm. that you can design in a way that's completely different and you can appeal to our visual sense and a way of exploring information in a way that's very hard to do with a book. There are two different mediums that invite two uh, very different, in some cases, mm-hmm. kinds of creativity. Absolutely. And, you know, it's that idea that every one of us who has an idea or something we want to talk about, being a novelist, uh, you know, a writer, a teacher, whatever it is, it's like we're saying to people, I found this yellow brick road. <laughs> and I'm not sure if it goes to us, <laughs> but you want to come with me. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, you know, my yellow brick road is, oh, off to the side there. Did you know this about tomatoes? This is what I found out about tomatoes. <laughs> and you'll never guess what you can do with an onion. It's that sort of, of thing. And then there's, there's going to be more personal stuff in there, too. There's some things over the years that I realized I've never really put into print that might be fun to, to say, you know, this is something that happened to me. And it really changed the way I thought. Oh, that's interesting. It does seem more, I don't know why I'm saying this, but it does seem more of a something that you could put into uh, an ebook or something that is digital, um, the confessional sort of touches and personal. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, I don't you're, know. You're saying, there's a kind of variety you can create in that medium. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes back to that yellow brick road idea. Yeah. I love that. Uh, you know, take a side trip with me for a second. And yeah. by the way, if you're bored to tears by this, you don't have to stay here. Just, you know, touch your finger on that screen and you're going to be <laughs> back to something you really don't want, you really do want to get into. And now, did you experience any colleagues uh, have any doubts, maybe like, you know, cookbooks or other professionals that are purists about the traditional medium form? And, you know? Yes, and it's been a learning process, I think, for all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, colleagues saying, you know, people expect books from you, and they expect big books from you. And I mm. think what's, what's wonderful about an e-book is that it doesn't have to be huge. I mean, I keep adding material because there's more and more I want to share. But an e-book can take you down all of these different paths. And people were saying, are you sure? And I kept saying, I think it's going to work. I think it's going to work. And the response has just been dynamite. You know, there's this um, uh, chicken recipe in, in this uh, e-book that we put out that you, know, you can get now. And it's, it's, I love using cheap cuts because I think they, you know, whatever, if you're into eating meat of any kind, you don't have to spend the money on a, on you know something terribly expensive, and this is done with honey and spices that you just brush on as it's slow roast. Mm, is it that those... recipe has gotten more comments? And the other thing oh, is, is it the that chicken today... thighs with the bone in Pardon? thighs? Chicken thighs? Huh? Sorry, was yeah. it the chicken thighs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you know they're generally really reasonable. They're often on sale. Yeah. Even you know what I like organic chicken, but even in or you know which can be expensive. 
But this is one of the cuts that generally is more reasonably priced. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's always, you know, I'm obsessed. I, we don't eat meat a lot. Mm-hmm. So I always have in these menus when I'm having people over, there's always, it's not in quotes for the vegetarians it's, and the vegans. It's just, this is really good food, but right. if you don't feel like eating the chicken, you know, this is going to really be delicious and you're never going to miss not having that dish. You're not going to feel like you have to eat every side dish in the world to be full. Mm-hmm. I call that the you know the Thanksgiving com- uh, complex where <laughs> right. the vegan or the vegetarian <laughs> has to be content with the mashed potatoes, but don't let the gravy get near it. And I'm just oh. up to here with all of that nonsense. <laughs> that that is a particular conundrum. Um, so, and also I have to mention uh, your ebook, as opposed to I'm looking at the site for it right now, as opposed to a big you know full color hardcover. Cookbook that might cost thirty nine ninety nine. Your ebook is just three ninety nine. Yes, a, isn't that interesting? And, and you're yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it goes hand in hand with eating in and and getting some nice chicken thighs instead of boneless breasts. And you know, I mean, I, I think that there's a lot to explore down this road of ebooks, and maybe it's just a learning curve, as you mentioned. I think it is, and I think it's something that. The other thing is, you know, you slip that into a plastic bag and it can be used in the kitchen so easily. It's hard to bring your computer into the kitchen. Books are wonderful. Don't misunderstand me. I'm sitting here in my office. I, I think there's probably 3,000 books. <laughs> if you, well, it's, we have one of those big rambling old houses, you know, that mm. nothing really works quite right, but boy, are there a lot of room Stuff. for bookcases. Okay. Um, and I, I love books. But I just think this is a fascinating way to communicate. And I think it's exciting on both sides. It's exciting for the person who reads and, and, and explores, and it's exciting for the person who is putting those things out uh, for readers. Um, because you can take this however you want. <laughs> you can reconstruct with an ebook any way you wish. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on that and constructing a very unique format and uh, some amazing recipes, as always. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it's been such a pleasure getting to talk to an experienced food radio show host on this episode (laughs) of Eat Your Words. Um, That's about all the time we have, but do check out the Splendid... Oh, sorry. It's just splendidtable.org slash eating in for... Um, those books we've been talking about. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>